the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back, final hour of the show, 7.06. Time flies when you're having fun. And um, I wish I would have thought of this sooner because I, being that it is January 6th, I played this many, many times when it first came out. The uh, January 6th choir, the prisoners who smuggled out their uh, rendition of the national anthem on January 6th was... Pretty darn spectacular, and I wish I would have thought to have that in the mix and on the board today. Um, Every night at 9 o'clock, and I don't know if it's still going on, but, you know, during the lead-up to some of these trials and when there were large groups of these prisoners in the same jail, they were coming together from whether they were in their cell or in a common area, and they were doing the national anthem every night at 9 o'clock singing it. And we played it multiple times on this show in past years. And uh, so just, just thinking about those people, and again, not not criminals, not people who went in to do violence, even if they were egged on, um, which I believe there was an awful lot of that that went on that day. No excuse for it, not condoning it, but the idea that especially soft, underbellied Republicans and commentators on our side talk about that event as an insurrection and, and you know, equate, allow, buy into the Democrat narrative uh, that one of the worst moments in history, worse than 9-11, worse than World War II, give me a break. It's all political. As you will hear when we jump into Joe Biden's Valley Forge speech, which I guess we better do this hour because it's the last hour of the show. But we've got full lines. So let's start with Harold, who's been waiting a good long time. Harold in Denver, thank you for that. Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Randy. Uh, Once again, getting back to uh, January 6th being today, uh, third anniversary, and you don't hear anything from the... uh, uh, media at all, or at least I haven't heard anything today about that. It was supposedly should have been bigger than 9-11. Uh, and uh, we don't hear anything about it because I think they know themselves that this was a trumped up deal. And uh, this is all I want to tell the listeners that uh, uh, we are on the right track. Harold, Harold, what a great point that you've made, though, because and I I thought we'd move to town hall news, but I guess we've got CBS a couple times an hour still and haven't heard a word about January 6th. It's like maybe they're beginning to understand that people are waking up. Plus, they know with 40,000 hours of tapes potentially to be released with Tucker Carlson's reach, the reporting of Julie Kelly, all of those things, uh, more and more people are realizing the government lies involved in surrounding January 6th, so maybe they don't want to touch it. I don't know. I think you're right. They don't want to touch it because they know, they know they're lying. And, uh, you know, if you're a liar, you better, you know, take your, put your head down in the, the hole and hope that they can, get, you know, bypass uh, 
um, scrutiny by the rest of the uh, population. So, and and they can't know. and they can't cut it off like they did because of Elon Musk, because of Twitter slash X, because more and more outlets are popping up who are willing to push back. It's it terrifies them, Harold, and that makes me feel like we're on the right track, which is what you implied just a moment ago. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, sir. Thanks You're on for the listening. Right track, and I enjoy I, I enjoy your show. God bless you, sir. I really mm-hmm. do appreciate Thank it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take him in order. I think Carly in Highlands Ranch been waiting the longest. Welcome, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Randy. And I just want to say I'm so sorry about your little cat. I really am. I'm a total animal lover, so I know how that is. Ah, uh, pets. Pets are but like family members, aren't they? They I mean, are, and I I firmly believe was it a male or female. Uh, Binks was a male. He's with Tana. Yeah. I have to believe that because I just have to. Anyway, also, um, I think your approach to starting New Year's on on Monday is a good one. You know, I don't know if you know this. It's public knowledge, so I'm not, you know, telling anybody secrets. Peyton Manning, when he was either a freshman or a sophomore in college, he discovered his father who had committed suicide. And that young man at the time, obviously very traumatic, was back at school, I think it was after two weeks. And that's when I first heard the theory about compartmentalizing, which is what he's done, you know, with such a tragic event. So anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting you might be interested in that. yeah no i i yeah did I, you know that i i didn't realize uh that he'd gone back to work so fast and, and it's so, actually college he was well, playing he was the, right in, i didn't mean job but i mean you know it, oh, when you're yeah, when yeah. you're a quarterback at that level you're right you're working but true, yeah true. so i wanted to say that i heard i couldn't turn it off I turned it on this morning, and when I started hearing that the subject was about this this ad, yeah. I mean, I was laughing my head off. I cannot believe how upset these two men got. And then they have to bring in, who I can say his name because he's not a radio host, Dick Wadhams, who more and more sounds like an old lady who's just beside himself <laughs> that people are just worshiping at the altar of Trump. I take offense to that, and I really wish I could talk to him. See him face to face. How dare you? Well, do you know, Carly, and, and you're a regular listener, so maybe you do, but when I, I invited Dick Wadhams in studio. I heard it. And and the first week, he he had a condition. No callers. Yeah, he has a condition. And, and we, right. <laughs> we, yeah, Trump derangement syndrome, Dave That's Williams it. derangement sy- syndrome. I'm not relevant anymore except on, you know, the, the local news channel. Any more syndrome. Um, I, I get all that. But uh, his condition was, no, we don't respond to the texters, you know, read those messages. We don't take any phone calls. And I said I no. And then I put it to the listeners. Should I bring him in and give him his hour? And we'll just me and him. And everybody said, yes, do it. So he did give him credit for that. He did come in. We I think we might have shaken hands. We used to be have a more friendly relationship. It's very icy now. But um uh, he but he did. But he did at least come in and, and have the conversation. I don't know that if, if he would do that now because he doesn't want to associate with people like you and me. Well, please let me say one more thing. Okay. They get so outraged over Trump. 
I've never heard such outrage from either one of these two guys I heard this morning and or Dick Wadhams about Biden and his he's got his red flaming black background as he's telling everybody how horrible MAGA supporters are and he's got the two military guards there or this stupid speech he gave when he could hardly stand up yesterday, which I only saw a couple words because I can't take it. But you don't hear any outrage about that. Only about Trump. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's it's I guess it's irrelevance and, and so they've got to scream about something Maybe but it's it is, but, but it's, it's a just... diminishing audience of people, at least people who are active in politics now, um who really well, give a damn one way or the other. I seriously was laughing. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Well, I, and that was today's show? Yes. I mean, seriously, right. if you want to laugh, it's what, worth laughing. What hour? I might, I might give a podcast a listen. Actually, I think it was all three hours because I kept turning it off and I come back on and they're still howling over this. And mm. I'm going, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. You really think that of us? So well, anyway. all right. You've, you've, you've forced my hand, Carly. <laughs> I'm going to have to play the God Made Trump audio I've been promising for two hours okay. before we get to any I'll more calls. Me. But everybody on the line, stay put. Carly's line will be open momentarily. Thanks, Carly. Happy New Year. 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. Have your Bibles at hand. Get down on your knees. This is apparently some effort to make a deity out of Donald J. Trump. And on June 14, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God gave us Trump. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state. So God made Trump. I need somebody with arms, strong enough to rustle the deep state, and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to ruffle the feathers, tame, cantankerous World Economic Forum, come home hungry, have to wait until the first lady is done with lunch with friends, then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon, and mean it. So God gave us Trump. It does sound a lot like Paul Harvey. It's got to be AI. That that can't just be an impersonator. Um, and apparently callers are upset or something's going on. Carly... You mentioned Archie Manning committing suicide, Peyton Manning finding his dad. But I think Archie died last year. So I I wonder what football player or who you are connecting that to. I think we've got full lines. But if you can get back in, I'd like to just clarify that because people are saying, no, that didn't happen. And I I wondered about it when you said it as well. So um, maybe there's another point to be made there. But Archie Manning, I'm pretty certain, did not commit suicide. And he just died last year. As I recall. Anyway, um, I guess let's just do one more segment of God made Trump. I need somebody who can shape an axe but wield a sword, who had the courage to step foot in North Korea, who can make money from the tar of the sand, turn liquid to gold, who understands the difference between tariffs and inflation, will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon, but then put in another 72 hours. So God made Trump. God had to have somebody willing to go into the den of vipers, call out the fake news for their tongues as sharp as a serpent's. The poison of vipers is on their lips and yet stop. 
so God made Trump. God said, I need somebody who will be strong and courageous, who will not be afraid or terrified of the wolves when they attack, a man who cares for the flock, a shepherd to mankind who won't ever leave nor forsake them. I need the most diligent worker to follow the path and remain strong in faith and know the belief of God and country. Run for your lives if you're a Christian. Trump is trying to be your messiah. Based on a campaign video or meme that somebody put together, it's brilliant. I just love it. And I love what it does to the never Trumpers, the those with soft underbellies, the over agitated, need to calm down a bit, uh, microphone jockeys, the the overweight, once relevant political powerhouses who maybe did something important 20 years ago, just pushes their buttons. Meanwhile, people who actually care about returning our country to some of its origins as a constitutional republic with less government power, with agencies that don't control every aspect of your life and spy on you and, and take your property without proper warrants under unconstitutional seizure laws and just on and on and on. The list is growing every day, force-feeding illegal aliens, some very dangerous people into our country by simply ignoring the law, fighting Texas when they try and put up some barbed wire or, you know, something like that. And you people are going to cry about a campaign video. You people are going to are going to cry because uh, Donald Trump retweeted or retruthed. I think they call it on Truth Social. This video that somebody else made. God, you're pathetic. You're Whining is pathetic. And the good thing is, nobody's listening. We are moving on. We are gearing up for the battle ahead. And I, for one, am loving it. All right, let's get one more phone call before we get to our break. And we'll finish up. you got to get some of this audio in from the Biden Valley Forge speech. By the way, Trump is still going at the rally. Unbelievable, the energy of that guy. Uh, Joan in Broomfield's been patiently waiting. Joan, thank you for that, and welcome. Hey, Randy. I'm really sorry about your wife. You know, you had such a fabulous relationship, and and you know, and now you you have to go on. Anyway, it's a hard it's a hard road to go. Well, thank you. Um, you're welcome. I want to ask your listeners to get a paper and pen, okay? Because February five, um, there are many. Um, among them are Mrs. Mohammed Enab, E-N-A-B, who is rejoicing that the uh, state of Colorado is persecuting um, uh, Tina Peters for, for doing her job as uh, the area of Grand Junction, which is Mesa County, um, clerk and recorder. Her website is tinapeters.us, T-I-N-A-P-E-T. E-R-S, TinaPeters.us, okay? And and check out FrankSpeech.com because if, if she becomes, if she's prosecuted for having done her job, um, all she did was preserve for 25 months the records of the elections that she was uh, uh, operating under her oath to do. And um, we know that our current election system 
um, is totally uh, fraudable, and no industry would ever use the security systems in our election uh, systems. So Dominion is, you know, operating as a, a headquarter in Denver, but operating really out of uh, Canada. And, um, and, and uh, you know, I think it's fascinating that Nancy Pelosi's husband and um, Kamala Harris's husband both were partners in the DLA Piper Law Firm, and they hire communist Chinese to write U.S. law. Okay, so we've got a real problem. So the one courageous woman in Colorado as a, as a county clerk and recorder did the right thing, and she's being prosecuted. So if you can dig up 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever you can do, please donate it to the legal fund that she's got at tinapeters.us. Okay? Thank you, Joan. Have a good night. Uh, Tina's trial begins in February, and... Uh... So uh, five, I think. Yeah, I don't don't recall the specific day, but it is coming up, coming up fast. Yeah, so. we got it. We got. She Go. stood up for us, and we've got to stand up for her. Okay. God bless, so, John. Have a good okay, night. See you Tuesday. See you Tuesday. Bye. Well, I don't know about Tuesday because we don't know if we have a venue for the Arapaho Tea Party meeting, and um, um, if you are not on our email list, you should get there so we can update you on Monday. Arapaho Tea Party at gmail.com, Arapaho Tea Party at gmail.com. Though I'm not involved in the Tina Peters trial or case anymore, um, we are bringing the heat on January 23rd in our effort to get a preliminary injunction to stop, for the first time since Prop 108 became the law of Colorado, semi open primaries to stop semi open primaries in our upcoming election. That's another thing that gets these soft, underbellied Republicans all aghast, all a Twitter, all upset. Yes, you're going to disenfranchise millions, well, hundreds of thousands of unaffiliated Coloradans. No, no, you're not, because if they want to participate in the Republican primary, all they've got to do is register as a Republican. If we're successful in stopping the semi-open primary that's been damaging election results in Colorado for years and years and years now, and people want to participate in the Republican primary right up until Election Day, all they've got to do is register as a Republican. <gasps> what a burden. Oh, my God. You're disenfranchising everybody. And I went from killing off uh, Archie Manning through a caller um, years ago when Peyton was in college to saying, yeah, I think he died last year, to finally coming to the conclusion, because you guys won't stand for it, Archie Manning is still alive. He's 70, what, four, I think, 74 years old. So anyway, that happens, and we fixed it. Archie's fine. I just don't know the point that was being made before. Now, in retrospect, maybe it was a different college player that the caller was thinking about. Anyway, where are we at? Oh, we are late again, as always, 725. We've got to take our break. We'll finish up the heretical, heretical, God-made-Trump political commercial. Maybe dial into a little bit more of God himself, Donald Trump, as he continues, unabated, at the Iowa, um, what was it called? The Commit to Caucus rally. 
and uh, and we'll just finish the hour going strong. Phones are open again, 303-696-1971. If you'd like to join the show, please do. But either way, we will be right back on 710-KNUS. And then I saw your face. See why I don't sing for a living. But yeah, keeping the animals theme, loss of Tana's beloved Tonkinese Binks a couple days ago, but for some reason decided to play animal groups for you. And that was the monkeys. I'm a believer. Do you know there's only one monkey left? Davy Jones has died. Peter Tork has died. Uh, Mike Nesmith has died. Only Mickey. Mickey Dolan's is the only one left. That song was back in 1966. I was seven. Watched the monkeys on the TV show. Watched the monkeys cartoons. And liked the music. I mean, there is some good music that those guys put out. You know, cheesy, lightweight, nothing heavy duty or anything, but just good feeling sounding music and feels good to share some of that with you. Text messages pouring in and Carly was kind enough to call back in and clear up. I think I screwed it up. I may not have heard her well. She was talking about Archie Manning, Peyton Manning's dad, who found his own father while he was in college. And had thought about quitting school, going to go home, got to work, got to take care of my family. Um, It was uh, the suicide was during the summer prior to Archie's junior year. And instead, um, he persevered. He continued to pursue his own dreams and uh, and explore his own talents and all of that. And um, so anyway, if I'm the one who screwed that up. Well, what else is new? But I'm sorry. We've got it out there. Archie is alive and well. It's his dad who committed suicide. I don't think I've been... I guess I do have family uh, relations that I'm aware of where suicide was a thing. It's always been, man, oh, man, so hard for me to understand in the the depths of the worst depressions um, and other, you know, sad times in life. Just never got to the point where I thought ending it was the solution. And I, I, my compassion runs so deep for people who can become that tragically saddened or hopeless in their own lives. And man, if that's you, boy, reach out for help because you are valuable. You're valuable to someone. You're valuable to God. And who knows what your life might have in store if you just continue to fight for another day. I, uh, yeah, that that is a tough one. And man, if you're around, you know, kids or spouses whose whose parent or spouse took their own lives, the devastation is horrid, just absolutely horrid. All right, but we are a political show, and because it has caused. So much consternation among the George Bush Republican class of never Trumpers and soft underbellied Republicans and and of course the radical left. There there he is. There's that Hitler-esque figure, that that Trump who thinks he's God, who thinks he's here to save us. Interesting text that came in first hour of the show um, on this very topic that said, you know, For those who believe, God is responsible for every person, and every person has a purpose. And 
Um, so, you know, that's one way to look at this. I think someone was taking a very powerful narrative that Paul Harvey did back in the, gosh, was it late 50s? Maybe early 60s. But God made a farmer and turned it in. And this is the final part three of God made Trump. Somebody who's willing to drill, bring back manufacturing and American jobs, farm the lands, secure our borders, build our military, fight the system all day, and finish a hard week's work by attending church on Sunday. And then his oldest son turns and says, Dad, let's make America great again. Dad, let's build back a country, be the envy of the world again. So God made Trump. (sighs) Sacrilege. All Christians must turn against Trump and do it immediately. He thinks he's God. He thinks he's God sent. Lord, people, take a breath. Just think about Barack Hussein Obama, the the Messiah of Obama. Remember when the he gave the speech? What was it in Berlin? Millions of people just adulation for this man who was who promised to fundamentally transform America and in large part did Obamacare the biggest government takeover of American citizen sovereignty in history incredibly expensive if you still pay for your own health care if you have uh, or your you know, your employer picks up a portion of it, but you know what your premiums are. Or if you don't know what your premiums are and your employer is covering it, take a look. Take a look at the co-pays. Take a look at how much you have to spend before your health insurance kicks in. Take a look at the restrictions now on you picking and choosing when to change your health care, when to go from one company to another. Take a look at the incredible costs imposed by all of the regulations uh, that as part of Obamacare, these healthcare providers, these pharmacists and others have to comply with. And because I am among those that believe Obama and his minions continue to, to control Biden, the, the O'Biden administration, as the caller earlier put it, the fundamental transformation continues. The effort to fundamentally transform America continues. And Donald Trump knocked it back, knocked it back hard. And they know now with what he knows about who he can trust, who he can't, what the American people know about the three-letter agencies and the way they were shadow banning and censoring and controlling the narrative, what we're learning from Dr. Robert Epstein about the power of Google in changing the outcomes of elections simply by the news feed and and what they share with people and and how far they push down alternative views that many people who don't know what's going on never get down to see. We know it all now, and they know if Trump gets back in there that they'll be set back decades, decades in their effort to communize the United States of America, in their effort to be part of the global, the new world order and the, the global leadership, the UN, all of the kowtowing that this president has done to everybody, refunding Iran, freeing up 
billions upon billions of dollars used to kill our soldiers, used to fund Hamas and kill Jews and terrorize that country and a wide open border. Every one of those things will come to a screeching halt if Donald Trump makes his way back into the White House and they absolutely know it. And yet people supposedly on our side of this equation spent all of their time focused on Trump, focused on a change of direction in the Colorado GOP, which, by the way, is doing quite well under the leadership of Dave Williams. Financially, numbers are going to surprise people. This chair, the first to be putting together, you know, best practices, guidebooks on how things are supposed to be run after finally undoing so much of the damage from past administrations. $90,000 apparently kept on the books in debt and not disclosed in FEC reports. Those reports are being corrected. Multiple administrations that just continued the lie about those finances. Just amazing things. Did you know that your Colorado GOP is going to be voting in a week or so? The Central Committee, a meeting, will be voting to decide whether the party as a, as a unit, should come together and endorse Donald Trump for president? Why would you do that? Because the primary is over. No one has put a dent in the popularity, the numbers, nationally and in the early upcoming Iowa and subsequent primary battles. Nobody. The state of Colorado, the, US, the Colorado Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court will fix this malady, I'm confident, but the Colorado State Supreme Court upheld or overturned uh, the ruling of the district court judge who said, yeah, I don't have the power to keep Trump off the ballot and took Trump off the ballot. It's not going to hold up. They stayed their own ruling. So the party says, look, this is going to be the Republican nominee. Everybody knows it. Why should we waste money? on primaries and those battles, if we're not going to get to vote, we'll come out and we'll just endorse him ourselves. I mean, these are all very interesting conversations to have. And I am the first to admit, over the last few weeks, I have continued to be out of the loop a lot because of all the personal nonsense swirling around and getting through the holidays and all of those things. So I'll be very interested in the particulars of this upcoming vote. I will be especially interested in the debates that will occur, uh, occur beforehand and then to see what the outcome of the vote is. Dave Williams being touted. I saw it in a Colorado Politics article um, I looked at during one of the breaks tonight. Um, not shying away from the idea that he might run again for Doug Lamborn's seat. Lots of others. I mean, we now have three open Republican seats just right here in Colorado who will not be being defended by an incumbent. Lauren Boebert bailed on CD3. She's now running in CD4. Whoever wins the primary in CD4 will be the next Republican congressman. So that is a battle for the ages in our state. Now, Doug Lamborn stepping down. He will not be running again. That is a conservative seat. Whoever wins that primary will be the next Republican congressman in CD5. 
up in Aspen and CD3, Lauren Boebert's soon-to-be former district. Uh, I, there Maybe there's a battle brewing. Smart people have told me that what, what, regardless of the motivation for Lauren Boebert, and I, she called me, and I, I've heard her out. I understand why she's doing what she's doing. Whatever you think of her motivation, whether it's self-serving, whether it's smart politics or whatever, um, smart people have told me and others who aren't particularly in favor of electing Republicans have also said that Lauren Boebert was the reason that CD3 might be lost to a Democrat. With a more traditional Republican, that is still a Republican district. We shall see. Punditry means very little these days in politics. Things are changing so incredibly fast, but man, it makes it fun. And it makes it motivating to stay involved and keep pushing. And all of your calls tonight have been absolutely phenomenal. Before we get to our last break... And our last animal-themed song for the night in our bumper when we come back. Quick reminder, Arapaho Tea Party meeting should be next Tuesday. Unsure if I will be able to pull it off because we have a venue issue. So if you are interested in coming and you're not on our email list, just get on our email list and we will keep you updated Monday as to whether we're going to kick off the tea party this month or have to wait until February. And it's easy. Just send an email to ArapahoTeaParty at gmail.com, ArapahoTeaParty at gmail.com, and you'll be on our list. Pretty big list now. Pretty darn cool. And then the other very important thing that's happening, John Eastman and I will be in court on January 23rd, Tuesday, and probably into Wednesday, the 24th. Last time we brought this lawsuit a couple years ago, it took two days. So I'm expecting the same seeking a preliminary injunction to stop the semi-open primary from impacting the 2024 elections. God, what a blessing if we find a judge who agrees that the United States Supreme Court precedent is strong on a party's ability to make its own decisions about how it selects its candidates, how it conducts its business, because you have a constitutional right to your speech, and to your freedom to associate with like-minded individuals. California, Democrat Party versus the state of California set this precedent more than a decade ago when the Democrats sued California over their primary, the changes they made to their primary system, and they were joined by Republicans. Now, could the legislature then come up with some new scheme? They're Democrat-controlled. They likely would come up with something new. I get it. You can only fight the battles that are in front of you. But the current Republican Party, led by Dave Williams and others who have gotten into positions of authority in the party, are fighting those fights. And I am honored to serve with them as an executive committee member, since I'm the Republican National Committee man that's a dual role that I hold. Really, really proud of what this party is doing and just love the way the nattering nabobs lob their bombs and, and talk about their pseudo facts and come to their oh-so-correct conclusions. Time will tell. We shall see. And you and I will have a front row seat 
I'll share with it every bit of it with you every time I can. And we will wrap up this show with a final segment. We may not get to any of this Biden nonsense, which wouldn't be the worst thing to happen to you and me. But regardless, whatever we do, we'll be back here on 710 KNUS. Hmm, yeah. The monkeys, Davy Jones, Daydream Believer. That that song used to pump me up when I was a kid and still does. You know how? You, you, yeah, John. By the way, John, great job tonight, man. Audio was tight. Music was tight. Phone calls were tight. Dude is rocking it behind the glass. So happy new year to wake up producer John Corbless. Really, really do appreciate you. And um, finally heard it. Caller earlier had said, you know, nobody's really talking about January 6th. And we're here at the third anniversary. And at that last um, CBS propaganda break, we heard um, we heard them commenting about a poll that's 50 percent of Americans are worried on the third anniversary of January 6th about the peaceful transition of power. Whichever side loses is going to result in violence. What violence, you lying morons, has resulted from Donald Trump losing the White House? I understand that there was a vote to take place in Congress to delay certification of an election. A million people showed up at the ellipse in Washington, D.C. to hear their president speak and exhort them loudly and clearly to peacefully march to the Capitol. Reports now from a Louisiana congressman with inside information. Great reporting by Tucker Carlson. Great reporting by Julie Kelly talking about up to 200 FBI assets inside the Capitol on January 6th exhorting people to go here and go there. Ray Epps, go into the Capitol. We have to go to the Capitol. We have to go into the Capitol. And then later on video with one of the first um, rioters or whatever who trying to break through a barrier, ex- help you know, exhorting him to do that as well. Such nonsense. But in spite of all of it, what people like me, People who are not election fraud deniers like all of the soft underbelly Republicans and so many others out there. We are not afraid to talk about all of the air quotes irregularities in the 2020 election. More and more evidence coming your way next week. We will be talking about what goes on in a Georgia trial on this very issue. It's been pending for a while. A judge in Georgia who determined that Dominion voting machines were not constitutionally permissible in Georgia. Just one of the sweet little tidbits that we'll explore further when we come back next week. More and more of it's coming. But CBS, interesting what they said. 50% of Americans are concerned about the peaceful transition of power. Whatever side loses will create violence. What side during the entire four years of Donald Trump, after the death of George Floyd, not the murder, not the homicide of George Floyd, the meth-addicted, rapist, violent criminal 
who burned down cities, who burned down police stations, who lit cop cars on fire, who punched people exercising their free rights, who takes over college campuses and won't let a Charlie Kirk or a Turning Point Action speaker come in. The violence comes from the left, not from the right. Even if you were to accept the narrative on January 6th that it was all right-wingers and Trump supporters trying to usurp a legitimate election, it was small potatoes. And it was awful. Any crime, any cops hurt, no. No, I don't go for that. You know it. You don't go for it either. But it was small potatoes in the face of nationwide violence, cities on fire. And that garbage comes from the left. I experienced that garbage. I was at the White House for Donald Trump's acceptance of the nom- his announcement that he would seek a second term. I was at the White House for a Christmas party during the term of Trump. The left surrounded the White House. The left beat their drums and blew off explosive devices and attacked Senator Rand Paul and his wife and so many others. I stared down an Antifa thug on a bicycle who got away from his group and didn't seem quite so gutsy one-on-one on on a street corner a few blocks away from the mob violence at Washington, D.C. You know who these people are. It's not the right. It's not the MAGA supporters. It's not the Trump supporters. And those of you who act like it is or say it is are liars, hypocrites, and cowards. So, yeah, I'm a little fired up for 2024. I'm going to start my new year on Monday. And tomorrow I will pause and reflect a moment for my beloved mom. We were so close. Who will have died three years ago tomorrow. Just 10 months shy of 90. So a good long life. And then I'm putting all of this death. Can't put it away. Because you can never mend a broken heart for the people that you love and that you lost. But I am I am coming hot and heavy. So keep an ear out for what we do on Prop 108. I'll keep you updated on that. If you're an Arapaho Tea Party member, make sure you are on our email list at Arapaho Tea Party at gmail.com. Arapaho Tea Party at gmail.com so we can keep you updated. Do not back down. Do not give up. Wrap your arms around the people that you love and tell them so. But as far as the fighting goes, the best advice I have. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the he wants. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.